Welcome to the Tenant Law Podcast. This is a listener question episode, our first one. I am Michelle Itkowitz, and today's question is from Jeff and Bella Rose Queens. Jeff's question is, I'd like to know if I can use my apartment as a podcast studio. I do my own personal podcasting from my home now. Is it possible to make it into a legitimate business where I rent the studio to other podcasters without angering my landlord? I don't want to do anything sneaky either. I would definitely keep the hours respectable. Please advise. I mean, it sounds contrived, but I swear this is a real question from a real person. You can't make this up, right? My first listener question on the Tenant Law podcast is about a tenant podcasting, but I'm going to be answering the question in a more general way that will apply to anyone thinking about running a business in their New York City apartment, because that's a big thing, especially post-pandemic. Okay, let's start tackling this question. Okay, so let's start by looking at your lease. Most leases will have a use clause that will say something like, you shall use the apartment for living purposes only. They all say that. But what does living purposes only mean? The truth is that working from home is often legally considered to be part of living in your apartment. To understand this, we need to look at the New York City zoning resolution. So here's what you need to know. In zoning use groups that allow residences, they also allow what is known as accessory uses, including home occupations. So the home occupation is part of what it means to live in your apartment. So the zoning resolution defines home occupation as an accessory use, which is clearly incidental to or secondary to the residential use of the apartment. So basically you rented the apartment to live there and you're just doing this home occupation as just another part of your life. Two, you cannot have more than one employee in the apartment as part of the home occupation. So you can have an employee, but you can only have one. And three, the use does not take up more than 25% of the total floor area of the apartment, but in no event more than 500 square feet of the apartment. So about a quarter of the apartment can be used for this home occupation. In connection with the operation of a home occupation, it shall not be permitted to do the following things, to sell articles produced elsewhere on the premises. So for example, I guess you can't buy a bunch of hats wholesale and sell them retail from your apartment. You can't have exterior displays. You can't have a nameplate or a sign. You can't make structural alterations and you can't produce offensive noise, vibration, smoke, or dust. Then the zoning resolution goes on to give us a very specific list of home occupations that are allowed and that aren't allowed. It, it's not an exclusive list when it says what is allowed, but I guess they put it there for some guidance. So home occupations include, but are not limited to fine art studios, professional offices, and teaching of not more than four pupils simultaneously, or in the case of musical instruction, not more than one student at a time. So you can give four students knitting lessons, but only one student ukulele lessons, but as we learned above, not, not too loud. All right. And then the zoning resolution goes on to say what you can never do. So home occupations shall not include, so you can't have 
an advertising or public relations agency in your apartment. You can't have a barber shop or beauty salon in your apartment. You can't have commercial stables or kennels in your apartment. You can't have a depilatory, electrolysis, or similar office in your apartment. You can't have an interior decorator's office or workshop in your apartment. You can't have an ophthalmic dispensary in your apartment. You can't have a pharmacy in your apartment. You can't have a real estate or insurance office in your apartment. You can't have a stockbroker's office in your apartment, and you can't have you can't practice veterinary medicine in your apartment. It's kind of a random list, but those are the things you absolutely can't do. Now, one more thing: none of this applies to home-based childcare. There's a whole bunch of separate rules for home-based childcare, so this doesn't apply to that. That's something hopefully we'll cover another day if you're interested. Okay, so. Let's apply this to Jeff's specific question, but first housekeeping. This is not legal advice and I am not your lawyer, but because I am a lawyer, this might be considered legal advertising. If it's legal advertising, it's awful because I'm asking you not to contact me. This pod is not a commercial for me or my law firm. This is simply the podcast that I always wanted to make. Email us with your questions. And if you like our work, please give us the five stars. And the most important thing you can do is pass this on to your friends. Okay, so let's move on to Jeff's question about renting out his podcast studio to other podcasters. Okay, so Jeff wants to know if he can take his really great home podcasting studio that he set up and rented to other podcasters. I'm going to assume that Jeff's lease says his apartment is for living purposes only, but as we learned in the last segment, living purposes may include many home occupation accessory uses. Now, Jeff's business is not specifically excluded from that zoning resolution list. It's not a depilatory or a kennel or a real estate office, so we're good so far. The use is clearly secondary to Jeff's living in the apartment. He's not selling any items. He's not displaying anything outside. I assume he hasn't altered the apartment much. He's probably just put up those styrofoam squares that everybody puts in their home podcasting studio. What I don't know is how much of the apartment the studio takes up. Does it take up more than 25% of Jeff's apartment? If it's in his living room, it might very well take up more than 25% of the apartment. If it's in a bedroom, Maybe not. If you put it in a closet, certainly not. So we, I don't know that answer. And the other question I have is, will the podcast studio users make excessive noise? Because remember, that's something you can't do. So when we're not sure about how to apply the law to a set of facts, we look for guidance in case law. And I found a case on point. It's good that I found the case, but unfortunately, it's not great news for Jeff. In this case, Mason versus Department of Buildings, it's an appellate division first department case from 2003. Now, I know Jeff is in Queens and that's not in the first department, but there's no law like this in the second department. Second department may tend to follow the first department and this is this has been the law for 20 years and it's, it's often cited, so it's pretty good law. And the appellate division says that the court upheld the finding by the New York City Department of Buildings that a tenant renting an apartment for use as, wait for it, a commercial recording studio was an invalid home occupation use. So podcasting studio, commercial recording studio, it's 
pretty much the same thing. The court in Mason noted that the legislative thrust of the exemption for home occupations is conveying a goal of protecting artistic and professional uses, but it's not really for general commercial use. Now, remember, I wanted to answer this question in a more broad way because a lot of my listeners um, are artists and creators. So I wanted to share this other case, which contains some very beautiful language about the relationship of creators to their apartments in New York City. So it's Haberman versus Gottbaum. It's a New York City civil court case from 1999, where a landlord tried and failed to evict a tenant for creating paintings in his apartment for commissions. And the judge wrote, public policy dictates that artists who create art in their homes are not engaged in a business use of the premises to warrant the extreme sanction of eviction. Many artists throughout history have used their homes as art studios, including Chagall, Picasso, Giacometti, Duchamp, and Georgia O'Keeffe. From Beethoven composing symphonies in his rented room to Andy Warhol creating legendary pop art in his New York home studio, it is a tradition throughout the world. In fact, Van Gogh even made his own bedroom the subject of one of his most famous paintings. If every New York artist who did artwork out of his or her apartment were able to be evicted, then the next Andy Warhol may never have the opportunity to evolve and become a success. So you can almost imagine this judge's words being applied to um, today's modern day startup companies that launch from people's apartments. So if Facebook was launched in a dorm room and Amazon in a garage, what next game-changing business might you invent from your apartment here in New York City if your landlord just leaves you alone to evolve. But unfortunately for Jeff, so I'm going to say to Jeff, my feeling is you can create your own podcasts to your heart's content, and I wish you great luck with that, but I would hold off on renting the podcast studio to other groups. And here's the real world insight I can give you here from practicing landlord-tenant law in New York City for 25 years. The way Jeff is really going to get in trouble with this thing is if he has groups of people, even small groups of people, coming and going regularly from his apartment to use the podcasting studio. If there's a lot of traffic, that's always what garners the attention of your neighbors and building staff. And your neighbors are going to toss you under the bus, perhaps rightly, because they don't want the hallway of their homes to be heavily trafficked by customers. This is how a lot of Airbnb, illegal Airbnb operators get in trouble because people generally only expect to see their neighbors and occasional guests. So it's the regular flow of strangers that could actually be the biggest problem here. But again, Jeff, this isn't legal advice. I'm not your lawyer. These are things you have to discuss with your own lawyer. I have a blog post on this topic that covers everything I spoke about today, but in much greater detail. And that is on the Tenant Learning Platform. I'll put a link in the show notes. And there you have it. Remember, New York City, the law belongs to you. But your ownership of the law is only as great as your understanding of the law. So let's learn to live better. I am Michelle Itkowitz, and this is the Tenant Law Podcast.